This is a Woodlawn bound four express train. The next stop is Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the On The Four podcast. It is I, it is me, it is he, your favorite uncle, Uncle Vel. And joining me as usual, I have... Sweet Tea. And Tasha. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. We back at it again. This is episode number... I've lost count, but I think it's episode six. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? We good. I'm not good. Jerry Springer passed away. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Oh, I'm not Jerry (laughs) Bees. He's up there with the cross-dressing twins that... Slept with each other's boyfriends. Are they up there? Where they at? Everybody <laughs> just everybody deserves to go to heaven. <laughs> well, now that you you talked about um the the uh, you know the passing of Jerry Springer, and I think we all grew up watching Jerry coming home and catching him or catching his show. Um, you know, and I, and just reading a report that he uh, apparently he passed away from pancreatic cancer. So, um, just to everybody out there, please go get screened. Go get screened for cancer, for breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, guys, prostate cancer. Just go get screened. Um, staying in that topic. You know, I think the topic we were going to talk about today was um, battle wounds. And what we mean by battle wounds are those scars or marks or whatever that you have on your body that it may have happened when you were a child that just have come with you a long way. And just, you know, as you've grown up, you know, you, you, um, like I have one, I, um, my brother, <laughs> he accidentally pushed me off a chair and we was at our grandmother's house and I fell backwards and landed on her glass table. And the table broke, but luckily, luckily I was, we was a little kids, but luckily the only thing that happened was my thumb got sliced and it was just a piece of skin hanging on. So they had to rush me to Ooh. the hospital and, you know, I'm, well, when my, when my mother was like, you got to get stitches, I just tore that skin off. <laughs> what? You don't tell a little kid they got to get stitches. So, because the skin was just hanging on like at the tips, so I, I tore that skin off. So oh. <laughs> I had to, you know, of course... Um, th- you know what? This was right around the time 
I believe um, when um, Shani- it was either Shaniqua or April were going to be born. Um, I'm sorry. Our two youngest sisters. But anywho, so I um, went to the hospital. They put my hand in this concoction to just make sure there was no glass in the thumb or whatever. And because there was no skin, they couldn't stitch it up. They just had the bandages up. So I had my hand bandaged for like a month or two um, just to let the skin grow back, whatever. But I do have like a scar right underneath um, on the inside of the thumb, like right underneath. Um, and that's, that's my battle wounds. Well, one of my battle wound stories. Who's next? Hard head, make a soft what? And nobody told you to pull that skin on. Uh, hell yeah, I wasn't keeping that skin on. You heard stitches. You heard, I heard stitches. I was like seven or eight years old and they said stitches. Oh, hell no. <laughs> nope. Wasn't doing it, not me. Well, I had, I don't know if it's like that, but I have a scar above my eye and my eyebrow. And that happened weirdly. I had two incidents in the same eye. So when I was about, I don't even know, maybe two or three, whenever I first started walking, um, I was at my aunt's mom's house running around a glass table, ran smack into it, and it went, you know, I had to get stitches in my eyebrow. And turn around, I was like seven, like the second grade. And we was playing on a branch, swinging on this branch. And my friend was in front of me and she was scared to go. So I had to, I pushed her out the way because the branch was coming. You had to jump or you was going to get hit. So I pushed out the way and my behind got hit in that same eye. But I didn't have to get stitches, but I did have a scar. So I do have a scar above my, I don't even know which one it is. My right eye. It is going away, but that's my battle. <clears throat> it's going away after how many years? It don't. It don't matter how many years. <laughs> 20 years? Kind of still there, because when I get my eyebrows done, they be, I could tell they be trying it's to work good. around it. <laughs> Let me see, because I got a whole bunch of things going on. But I'll give a... Uh... I'm one of a funny one. I think uh, years back, I think I was a teenager, early teens. We had a family barbecue in St. Mary's Park. And this, around this time, I think that's when the Razor uh, scooters was popular. So we had a couple of those. And my sisters and my cousin, we like, all right, we're going to go down the hill because St. Mary's got a whole bunch of hills. So one of my sisters, Triana, wasn't really the best. <laughs> Scooter person was scared. So we like, you need to go to the back. She's like, no, I got it. I got it. So our plan was to line up and we all just go down together. We thought we were cool. We let Triana go. Triana gets scared and she stops. (laughs) Everybody's behind her. (laughs) Everybody ends up tumbling over in front of her. And scrape. I have a scrape on my arm that don't go away. Everybody got something but Triana. Everybody (laughs) got a mark. But she wanted to go first, and we should have just followed our gut. 
And that was what? Yeah, like 20 something years ago, and it's still there. Ages though. I don't have any um, any battle cards that have um, a mole that's in inner part of that that bothered me for years. I don't know why. You know, as a kid, you see this kind of different thing on your body. You're like, ooh, it's ugly. It's weird. Um, but it it had to have been this. I, as a kid, I remember being. Um, but you know, that's something that my that runs in my family. Mold that appears in my body. You know, I was like, you know, does that make me different? I have mold right there. Like, I didn't know what it was growing up, but now I know that it's a part of me. It belongs to me. And I don't even think people noticed it unless I pointed out. I do have another one. Uh, this happened much later in life. Um, I remember I had went home um, to visit one summer and I ended up scratching my ankle on that pole out that light pole outside of um three forty five. Didn't think nothing of it or whatever. Ended up coming back to Buffalo and then I was at work one day and all of a sudden I just got chills. And I I just couldn't stop shaking or whatever. I was just like cold and then I was sweating and I was cold and, and me and one of my coworkers, we had to go, uh, we went to the, we went shopping to go get some supplies for, for the guys that do work on this craft. So we went to uh, Kmart. It was at the time and we were walking around. I'm like, I got to go to the car. So I went back to the car and I was sitting out. Now, mind you, it was the summer. I got the, I'm in the car with the heat on cause I was just shivering. So when I left work, I ended up going to the emergency room. Well, that scratch, and I thought I cleaned it well, whatever, had had gotten infected. So then I ended up with cellulitis in my leg. And then from there, I ended up with lymphedema in my leg, which is where um, fluid builds up in the tissues. So for years I've had, I was dealing with that, dealing with that. And then, um, back in 20, no, 2011, yeah, 2011, um, I woke up like Thanksgiving day, my leg had swollen, swollen up so much it had bust open. I woke up and I'm like, why is the bed wet? My leg had busted open and when had been bleeding. So I ended up going to the, going back to the hospital, spent a month in the hospital. Um, the doctor had to go in and get all of the dead tissue out and everything, um, cleaned it out. Um, I had to have um, this thing called a wound vac on my leg for like two months just to 
get out all the impurities and let the tissue, the healthy tissue grow and everything. Well, my leg is healed now, but I have that scar from the surgery because he couldn't, um, he couldn't stitch it up, but the way that it, the way that the skin closed up, it left a scar on the side of my leg. And I'll always have that. Did you guys hear my story? Mm-hmm. Somewhat. It was going in and out. We heard my story mold. was going in and out? Yeah. My mold story was going in and out? Yeah, on my end. In the beginning. I heard it. <clears throat> well, let me tell my story again. Can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. My battles, I don't have a battle scar. What I have oh, is what I was born with is a mole on the inner part of my left palm. At first, growing up, I was like, it's something ugly. It's just, it, you know, like, I don't see anyone else with it. Why do I have to have it? But um, as I you know, got older and I realized that it's a part of me, you know? So, um, what I will say is that in my family, um, we do, um, develop moles on our body, but you know, as a kid, you like, you look at something like that. I know I, I, I think I either even tried to scratch it off one time and I started to bleed and I thought I was going to get in trouble. So I covered it up and was like, eh, leave it. But um, that's it. I don't really have any battle scars. I have, I have a a perfect birthmark. That's on the inner part of my thigh that looks like it could have been strawberries that my mother was probably craving when I was in her womb. Um, <laughs> I made it up. You said no. It really it looks like it looks like. Uh, strawberry pack. Um, but I don't have any real scars or bruises. I, you know, listen. As growing up as a girl, having on dress clothes, thinking I was cute. I listen. When I had to crawl on my knees and we used to play, that used to that that used to irritate me. I do have the dark part in the knees, but I kind of you know lotion them up, make sure they don't look so bad no battle wounds you didn't have a fun childhood then oh i did mm-hmm. so what's next ladies what's next on the agenda well speaking of back to jerry's Untimely passing, <laughs> um, and due to it was a you know it was his diagnosis pancreatic cancer. I guess we can stay on the topic of <clears throat> um, keeping up with your doctor's appointments. How you guys feel about going to the doctor? Um, we talked we before we talked about male and female perspectives on the doctor doctor's appointments, but we didn't get into detail so um uncle val how do you feel about because i have two other females who probably share the same perspective but how do you feel about going to the doctor 
And how often do you have to go? You know, we have to go to the GYN every year. We got to go to the our PCP. But how often do you have to um, go? I go twice, twice a year. year. I go for my annual, and then he has me go for blood work. You know, so, you know, and my doctor will call me, check up on me, see how things are going or whatever. But I go into the office twice a year. Let me do a a follow-up question. I'm sorry. I I have no problem. That's now. Um, Let's go, like, 30 years ago. How often would you go to the doctor? I'd go to the emergency room. If I had a toothache, I'm in the emergency room. I made Aunt Tony. We we was at the movie theater one time. I was had a toothache so bad. I like, we gotta go. <laughs> we I left the movie half the way through the movie. Went to the emergency room. But did you do like annuals? Yeah. When you were that age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I ask that because I don't feel not every guy, but I feel like a majority of guys they don't. Not that they don't take their health serious, but as far as like the routine, I don't think that they're in the routine. Yeah, um, I, 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 I can see that. I, and, and, I, and I would say the reason why I did it was because, um, one, like my insurance was like hounding us to do that. You know, the insurance I had, you know, they stayed on top. It's time for your yearly. It's time for this. It's time for that. You know, and they were they were just hounding us, you know, to do it. Um, and even now, you know, with being on on, on Tony's insurance, I'm like, she got benefits. I'm gonna take advantage of. <laughs> so you know, you know, when it's, for, when it's time for that vision check, uh, let's go. You know, for me, I have I have um two different stories. So you know, for. To speak on from me knowing of, you know, from the perspective of the male side dealing with my husband with it was my husband was he was he was always kind of uh, delayed when it came to going to a doctor's appointment. Like, you know, if he went to the doctor one one time that year, he would skip. He wouldn't go for like two years. But oh, the doctor told me I'm healthy. Yeah, that, that was last year. Here it is three years later, you know, and he gave a lot of pushback when it came time to go to the doctor. So what wound up happening was, was that he had a brain aneurysm and it kind of took him somewhere, you know, to a different place in life where he started to kind of respect, you know, going to see a doctor to actually checking your health. You know, even though in your mind you might say, yeah, last year, two years ago, a doctor told me I was fine. You know, you, you get older every year. Things happen, you know, and I and it took that kind of significant change in his life, you know, in order to kind of understand what doctors do, why they here, you know. You know, me, on the other hand, you know, being, you know, being a woman. You know, becoming a mom young and having children, you know, that that was kind of prompt me and kept me in the doctor's office for, you know, different types of appointments. You know, you know, as you got to a certain age, you had to have a, a mammogram, you know, as you got to a certain age, you had to have, you know, it was just 
it kept me in the doctor's office two, three times a year, you know, eye doctor, you know, you know, as you start to develop these kind of medical issues, you have, you have to see an eye doctor, you have to see a foot doctor, you have to see the gynecologist, you have to see, you have to have your breast examined, you have to have your, you know, all kinds of stuff come about, you know, and just me, you know, being young and, and, you know, having children young, I think is what really kept me grounded with going to the doctor on a regular basis. But as for my husband, it, it took something, you know, dramatic in his life to happen to him medically for him to now it's like, all right, babe, I made my appointment. Did you make yours? I'm like, slow down. All of a sudden now, you want to beat me to the doctor? But, and I think, you know, um, and I think I've instilled that in Christopher, my, my son, because um, since he was a baby, I've taken him to pretty much the majority of his appointments. You know, his shots, um, dental, his his annual, his eye appointments, um, pretty much every appoint every appointment except for a couple, I've taken him to every single one. You know, when he had to get his physicals for school, you know, I'm the one taking him and doing all of that. You know, so that to instill because the boy don't like needles, so to instill in him as far as you know going to the doctor the doctor is not there to hurt you you know they're there to help and they're to listen to you you know and then as he's gotten older you know when he goes when he goes to the doctor you know before, even before he turned 18 they would um ask me you know I would be in the room with him and they would ask him do you want your dad in here you know or they would take him to another room to ask him certain questions that they couldn't ask him in front of me or whatever, you know, but he, he, he dealt with it. He handles it, you know, and as a matter of fact, he's got to make an appointment soon for his yearly. Do yeah. you remember the first time they told you that? Well, your mother on the phone, but I remember the first time they told my mother that she can get out the room and she was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> She did not like that at first. She was like, huh? I'm like, you can get out. Um, but yeah, it just seems easier on the male side because we have to, I mean, I've been going to, I've been getting mammograms and things like that since I was 18 because of my mom's um, history. So, but my brothers didn't have to do any of that or have to go to the doctor as much as me and my sister. So it just seems like it's much easier on the male side, you guys don't have other specialties that I know of, and you can educate me, but that you guys have to keep up on in addition to your annual physicals. Well, when you hit, when you get to a certain age, you have to, for males, you, they start doing the prostate exams. Um, and, you know, and then and for every, as for everybody, you get to, now they, they've lowered the age I think it's like 40 or 45 now, they start doing the colonoscopies. So I, I've had my first one. It, it wasn't bad. I, I woke up in the middle of it and started talking to the doctors and everything and then fell back to sleep, you know. So, but like, you know, I, I have to go every, I think, four or five years now for the, for the colonoscopy. 
which is standard. And, you know, if, if they had found some issues that have been sooner, you know, every year or every two years or something. But that's a every, that's a every gender um, test. Not for the Is, prostate. For colonoscopy, yes. For the colonoscopy, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's, yeah, but you know, I, I, was, I was mentioning those about the prostate as far as men, but that doesn't happen until they, you get older for men. You know. And that's not a fun test. Because you're not... You got a here. lot of non, not fun tests. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Non-fun <laughs> non test. Yeah. That's another. That's another episode. <laughs> Listen, I, I I went with this was years ago. I went with one of my um, individuals, and they had to get a mammogram, and that is just the most. Just looking at it, I know it's got to be the most painful, uncomfortable test in the world, especially when they. Smack that thing down on it, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, no, thank you, no, thank." I'm going to admit, for me, I definitely do my well woman's annually. I don't play about that, but as far as like a regular PCP, I know I'll miss years a year, like a year or years. It have to be something. That's bothering me for me to go. And I think it starts with like my insurance. Like, you know, with work insurance is like you have either high deductible co-pays and it's like, nah, I ain't trying to pay that. <laughs> and I ain't really hurting that bad. So I'm going to skip this. As far as like PCP visits, I might miss those. Like, unless it's something crazy. Like I remember when I had consistent headaches, nothing would shake. Anything I take, it wouldn't shake. It made me go to the PCP them to refer me out to the hospital to get an MRI did all of that for them to be like I'm fine so stuff like that like I go and when I go it's like no you're fine so it's like I kind of deter me from going like I'll figure something out med what is well, it med md <laughs> well you, you it's good you went through that so that you know something more serious was ruled out you know but that's so common. I don't understand that. I don't get migraines. But everybody that I know that had like migraines, they go through all them tests. They put them. I don't know what they say. MRI, those type of things. And the doctor says nothing. But it's like I've seen people in pain with these migraines. They just can't pee. Nothing. But that's so. I hear that a lot. Like they can't figure out what's wrong and why I have migraines. Well, because it's probably not showing up on the MRI or CAT scan or whatever. You know. But they say that the that MRIs is. is supposed to be, you know, a good detecting like of that. Yeah, yeah but you got to remember, all these tests are man-made. And they're read by, men, by people, you know, so. And a lot of times you have people that misread x-rays, misread MRIs, all that stuff. That's why there's a, that's why doctors got malpractice insurance because they get sued a lot for misdiagnosis. And circling back on the whole insurance thing, which that might be another topic because that's an important issue. MRIs are very expensive, so like you're saying, okay, it's man-made. People are reading it; it might be a misread. But I don't have the money to go back and get another one. <laughs> like, so I'm yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah, figure yeah. it out. Let me take a couple of aspirins and I'll. Back, back. 
You're right. Listen, listen, when I, um, when I first, after I had the surgery and, and my leg healed and everything, the doctor had ordered me, um, you know, the braces I wear on my legs. At one time, because when my leg was still swollen, I had to have it custom made. It cost $675 for one brace that the insurance was, you know, the insurance was paying for. And I was able to get one every like four months, get a new one. And then all of a sudden, independent health stop covering those and I couldn't get them no more oh and I had I had gone just before the cutoff I had gone to um get a new one and it kept it like in and usually it would only take maybe about six days it was like two weeks later I still hadn't gotten the brace and then when I I, I called them there was like they had first, in fact the place called me, said, oh, your brace is in. So I went to go pick it up, and the lady was like, oh, no, it's, um, we're still waiting for the ins- insurance clearance. It should be clear today or whatever. Mm. So the next day I called, is it ready? Oh, the, in- the insurance, uh, independent health said they're not no longer covering this as of such and such date. I'm like, well, I was in there before that. So it should be covered. Well, you can have it if you want to. If you want to pay six hundred and seventy-five dollars, no, thank you. Brace yourself. So I, no, I've been listen. I've been using the ones I've had for years. I have maybe about, I say nine or ten of them. I wash them, and they're they're neoprene, so they last. So I wash them, let them air dry, and just swap them out like that. The weird thing about insurance is, is that. When Obamacare came into place, a lot of people didn't really understand, uh, you know, the, the purpose of it. Because a lot of people don't realize that there's so many people out here in this world that don't have insurance. And a lot of them live in the ER. They live that way. If they have a headache, they have a, 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 a cut, a scrape, a, a stomach ache. They live in the ER because the hospital can't turn you away. You know, and it just it just kind of further lets you know that the system is not set up for, you know, poor people, middle class people. If you rich, you can go anywhere and you can pay to get whatever you want. Poor people, you have to ensure that you have insurance in order to be seen or you have to live in like a city hospital. And and you're not going to get that 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 prime rib care. You're not. I can agree. The U.S. needs to model some other countries and how they their healthcare is because this ain't it. But Obama did. A lot of people didn't understand it, but Obama did try. Yeah, he's the only pers- president that did try. You know, you had Clinton and, and and his wife talked about it, but they never put anything together. You know, nothing was ever put together. And, and and you're right. Canada has a national health care system that, you know, all of their citizens are, cover, are covered under. You know, there's certain things they, they can get, certain things they can't, certain things they got to pay out of pockets, 
but the majority of stuff they don't have to you know like you said there's other countries that the u.s but see the u.s is a capitalist country so everything that we do we do there's got to be a way a way to make money from it there's got to be a way to make money from it the hospital system the food system you know the drug i mean pharmace, pharmaceuticals is a big business it probably mm-hmm. cost them it probably cost them two and a half cents to make a, a make Tylenol, but they selling it for ten dollars a bottle. So the markup is ridiculous. It don't make sense. It just don't make sense, but I wanna this pivot is where right we live in. before they um shut our podcast down for talking junk. I wanna go back because Tasha, like you said, because of your mom's history. You had to start getting mammograms at 18. I have not had a mammogram. So I want to ask you your experience considering like 18 and then my what's your experience so I can get the two from a younger person and then an older person like the experience because I've never had a mammogram. So um, it's scary. First of all, when you first in that room with all these women and just hoping for the best, it's like a, I remember when I first, first went they kept saying, like, good luck. So I'm sitting there like, what you like? <laughs> Don't tell me good luck. But it, was great. Um, but it, it hurts. They take your, I mean, in the, in the first time I had it, it hurt really bad because my breast wasn't that big. So I had to be, like, up in this thing, and they kind of smash it down. Um, and then for a couple of years after that, I would just get the ultrasound um, where they do, like, ultrasound on my breast. But the most recent one, which was kind it was it still hurt, but it was like a robotic. It was something crazy machine. Um, the ones I just had this year. Um, it still hurt. It's still uncomfortable, but it was way quicker. It was easier. I don't know. I think that they're getting better, <laughs> easier, but um, it hurt. That's but, all I can tell you. but not and all locations <laughs> have that robotic system, so you got to take that into account. No, you ain't got no breast. <laughs> So, all right, wait, no, Tasha. So, you have to explain to me something as close to something I experienced. You, you won't. It's nothing, it's nothing no. that. Oh, no, it's not like that. It's like getting your right, hand slammed in the door. No, Uncle, no, I can't take not. yours. You have. You can't talk about this. It's not that bad. Oh, I told you. I, 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 I have. I went on an appointment with my individual. But you don't know how it feels. Right, like <laughs> I don't know how it feels, but right. I saw how it felt for her. You so know, I need the feeling because I'm gonna, I'm not I gonna was, see I was it. In I'm the gonna room. actually have to feel it. <laughs> Girl, you done gave birth, so it ain't that. But you know how. Um, think about yourself when you tender, right? I don't even know if you still get tender. You remember period? No, I do, I do. And, and imagine somebody just even doing this and squeezing it. Uh, that, that, that's imagine having to stay there and be. Still, while they trying to get the image and move, and it moves like this, it moves your breast, and it, yeah. So, yeah. Tree, just go to the bathroom, slam on your breast in the bathroom door, and that's the feeling. No thanks. I wait till my time. <laughs> right, my go from an older woman. She probably like, yeah, girl, it ain't nothing. Just put it up there and go. <laughs> well, that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at with it right now. You know. <laughs> I've been getting them done for a few years now, you know, and it's, I, I can't, I can't say that Tasha's experience is 
is is not true. When I first started getting them, I think my nerves took the best of me. And and it hurt because I was like, oh, my God, they smashing my breast. Damn, it's a little thing. But now they develop these different type of systems to where it is much faster, like Tasha say. And to me, it's less painful. Um, I believe that your first time getting it, your nerves are going to take take over. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, how can they smash smash these into something like that? No, I mean, I... I guess I look at it as preventive care. So it doesn't bother me when I go in there. But I, I can say that I had a scare is what I call it. Um, I went and got my breast done, I think 2021. And um, I get back a letter late reporting that they seen some mass or something. And um, I had to go get a biopsy. And that was. I can't even explain it. Like it, 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 it's numb, but just looking up what they do, I think is what it, I cried. And I couldn't feel anything. Oh, that I, no! I I had a biopsy on my leg, and that sugar honey so iced tea hurt. What they do is they have to take they have to take a sample of I want to say skin or meat. Um, to test it to see if it's cancerous, and just they like the it. whole the machine that they use, like it was like they it's like they 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 put a spot on on the side of the breast that showed, and it's like to me, I I, I thought it was like a drill, like they 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 put this long thing in in you, and it clips a piece of your meat off, they cut and they it. take it out, they cut it, and and that's what they sample. And I could hear the click, click. It was like a stapler, like, you know, a big heavy duty stapler, click, click. But they was, they was cutting them. It didn't hurt because they numbed it. No, mine didn't. They numbed me really well. But I think the, I think again, I think I cried. I cried because of just the thought of, because I thought that I went under the, under the notion that something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think I was emotional. You know, and I had to go by myself because daddy had to work. I didn't, um, um, you know, my, my, my friend who I call my sister came and picked me up, but just to go through that whole process, I felt alone. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm gonna get some bad news today. That's what I thought. Like, I'm gonna get some bad news today. Ain't gonna be nobody here with me, but it, it wound up being, you know, it was, it, it was nothing, but just like the whole process, just to know. I think what I'm going to say, I think, I think it's amazing that they have these tools that can kind of, you know, find out, you know, things about you and your body before time. That you know. Did it leave a mark? Whatever the machine, did it leave a mark on you? Well, it's, it's, it's a, it's, they, they leave like a, um, it's I like want to say it's like an opening. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a little opening that they only know where it's at if they have to do it again. Yeah, and they bandage it. It's like a cut into your skin to get to whatever part you know. Like for me, it was in my it was in my thigh, and they needed to get to see what what was to get to the tissue to see what was causing the buildup and all that stuff. So, mind you, it was the same leg that I had had the surgery on. So I was still in the hospital when they took me down 
um, for that biopsy, and that that hurt. I can tell you that hurt. You know, and then it bled for a while, so they had to wrap it and pack it to get it to stop bleeding and everything. I didn't need stitches, but it was just, you know, they just bandaged it, bandaged, bandaged it up, and then like a couple of maybe a couple of days later, it was fine. I never had to get a biopsy, but I did have to get aspirations, and that I was scared of because they put these big needles in the pierce through your dress. Yeah, breast, so they can suck out the liquid out of the cyst. That hey, where do they put it at? Is it there was cysts? So if you know, I have I have all those cysts. So if they got too big to where I have to fill them and they bother me, they would drain it, mm-hmm. and they'll take a needle and they'll put it right through your through your breast to where the cyst is and pull it. But it didn't. It honestly didn't hurt. I was crying because I had to go. Through, I was there by myself and I had, like again with the nerves. But the two times I went, it didn't hurt. It, she numbed me up and she did that. She put it in, but it didn't hurt. But again, like Sonia said, it's like it's just the nerves. And like she said, maybe I was every year. Every year, mammogram. I have to get it every year, and now they want me to do MRIs every six months. But I don't think I'm gonna do that because it's a lot of radiation. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I have to do the mammogram every year, but the ultrasound piece. I've only been doing them for the past two years. So I did it last year and I'm, I did it my mammogram. Now they want me to go back into the ultrasound, but I'm fine with it. I, I would rather, I would rather be safe than sorry, to be honest, with you, because I plan on being here for another 50 years. You know, I plan on being that grandma where, you know, I'm still on the floor dancing at a hundred. I ain't playing with that. And speaking of wanting to be here long, that's why us women got to keep going to the doctor. Because I don't get what you say. Guys don't go like they should. And half the time, they find out about something because a woman went to the doctor for them to find out something. And and I will say that guys are very stubborn and hard-headed and need to get off their behinds and go to the doctors more frequently. Um, if you're in pain, go to the doctor. Go get it checked. That's why I really asked you about your younger wait. you, Uncle Val. No, but I did. I was I went just because I had insurance. And like I said, when I uh something was hurting, I was going to get it checked out. Especially my tooth boy. I was like I said, I left the movie theater, went right to the emergency room. Yeah, I got to do something. You fake ain't no joke. <laughs> Can't even think. I rather on? you. I rather you hit me with a car than have to go through it with a, go through a toothache. Toothache was worse than the surgery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hit me with a car first, boy. Well, yeah. on so. that note, you know what we need to get rid of the toothache and the battle wounds. Shot, 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 everybody. Everybody, I want y'all to know Tasha done had her cup loaded and ready before we hit play. Always in my business. God. I'm ready. Cheers. Another podcast episode.
and to All good right. health. Ooh, I like that time. Good, good health. health. <laughs> more wealth. More us. Hello. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. This has been me, he, and I, along with my fabulous co-hosts. And we are, what are we? We are on the four podcast. Choo-choo.